Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. I'm so happy that you're here today. And today we're going to be in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, if you would like to turn there and hang out with me there for just a few minutes. We're going to start. Uh, let me first say today that we are on day 21, our final day of our corporate fast. Praise God. So for everybody who's been on this journey, it's about time to pull the ship into the harbor and get off the ship and get some replenishment. Praise God. It's always an exciting moment. And I'm sure for some of you, you're probably looking forward to a nice, good meal. Well, uh, tonight at midnight, the fast will be complete. Wednesday at midnight, the fast is wrapped up. And so anytime after midnight, uh, which would be technically early Thursday morning, anytime after midnight uh, tonight, you're good to go. Praise the Lord. I would encourage you to conclude your fast with communion. Just take communion with the Lord, and I really believe God's going to speak to you, and fresh revelation is going to be flowing to you. Praise God. So people have asked me, Pastor Stephen, how should I come off the fast? Well, just a couple of uh, tips I believe that will help you out. I would try to avoid eating greasy food because your stomach has been, and your intestines have been all cleaned out. So if you throw something in there that's real greasy or real spicy, that could cause a problem. So I would stay away from that and not uh, put anything in there like that. That could upset your stomach. You know, uh, a few years back, I had one of my church members, he finished a 21-day corporate fast with, uh, with us. And the moment a uh, particular restaurant opened up that he really liked because they served the big, you know, like belt buster type meals. The moment that restaurant opened up early in the morning, he was there and he just got this jumbo breakfast with all kinds of pork sausage and biscuits and gravy and just, you know, it was just a mountain of food. Uh, I would encourage you not to go all out like that because again, uh, you have completely cleaned out your system, and you don't want to throw a whole bunch of stuff in there all of a sudden real quick. Praise God. You may also experience, now it's different with everybody's body the way uh, we, we work physiological, but I would encourage you to be careful when you're starting to eat again, because you may think, oh, Pastor Stephen, I'm so hungry, I, I could easily take down a giant meal. But don't be surprised if you eat for about two minutes, and suddenly you just feel totally full. Well, it's moments like that that you have to realize, you know what, I, if I feel full, I'm not going to keep on eating. Now, some people do. They, they, they're wanting the taste sensation. But if you feel full, don't keep pushing stuff in there, because over the, the 21 days of not eating, your stomach has shrunk, and it takes your body a little while to wake back up again. Actually, if you do a 21-day fast, normally it takes about 10 days, at least 10 days, for your appetite to resume and come back to normal again. Now, I, I know for some people that could be different, but that's just a rule of thumb. If you do a 40-day fast, it usually takes at least 20 days for things to get back into a normal rhythm again. So just feel that out. Don't rush things. Take your time and uh, eat small meals. And I believe you'll be back up and running and everything operating smoothly with 
perfect health and the joy of the Lord being your strength. Now I would like to hear from those who have completed the full 21 days with no food. I would like for you to email me at contact at stephenbrooks.org. Let me know that you completed the fast and I'll, you know, I'll be praying for you and I'm just want to uh, rejoice with you that you're going to cross the finish line tonight and that you made it all the way. So as soon as you cross the finish line and you take to your communion, you know, sometime after that, email me and let me know that you made it all the way to the finish line. Somebody said, uh, Pastor Stephen, I had a cheeseburger on day six. Well, you fasted six days, not 21. <laughs> so if you went the whole 21 with no food, please, I'd love to hear from you because I think that's a remarkable thing that you've accomplished in the Lord. We, we realize this is not a performance-based thing. This is just an act of seeking God. But there's also something about fulfilling or completing a holy time of consecration. That's something that Daniel talked about, that he said he completed his 21 days. So if you're going to go for five days, you should endeavor to complete the five days. Or if you go for two days, complete the two days. So those of you that complete it, the entire 21 with no food, please, I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to rejoice in the Lord with you as well. Praise God. Now, one final thing I'd like to say before we jump into today's message, which is something that's important. I want to share with you, uh, particularly those of you that are just completing the fast, I, w I would call it a kingdom secret and something that can fast track you, uh, expedite things for you in God's kingdom. Oftentimes people wonder when their due season for reaping is going to come. And for some, it seems to elude them. Let me show you a kingdom secret today from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. The Apostle Paul said, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Now, I know that you're keeping the faith. I know you haven't lost heart. Some people, though, um, 10 years go by, 20 years go by, and they never seem to contact what would be considered a due season. But let me say something about due season, because there's a lot of questions of when actually is that? I believe God's due season for you revolves around two primary keys. Number one, God's due season for you is when you have worked with His Word, and you have cooperated with His Holy Spirit, so that you are now at a place of maturity, so that the blessing that God wants to place into your life, and the inheritance that He wants for you to fully receive, you are at a place of maturity where you can steward it, not mess it up, not squander it, not, uh, you know, uh, unappreciate it or show thanksgiving for it. But God wants you at a place where you are in mature sonship. So as that blessing comes into your life, you're able to handle it, show uh, gratitude towards the Lord for it, able to guard it, protect it, and take good care of it. Praise God. So that is a big part of when your due season comes. Now, the second, the second element of your due season is very similar to to rain. In other words, you may ask, when is it going to rain? If it hasn't rained in a while, you may be thinking, when is it going to rain? Well, your due season is very similar to rain. So it's really, 
It's really only going to rain when the clouds are full, and your due season will come and show up when the clouds are full. So, what takes place in order for it to rain is that the sun shines down upon the earth, and when that sun, that light, and that heat begins to be reflected off of water, whether it's the oceans, whether it's the lakes, whether it's rivers or ponds or whatever it might be, when it reflects off that water, what begins to happen is that water will evaporate, okay? And it begins to go up into the air, it goes up into the sky, and then it begins to form into clouds, which is a process that's called condensation, okay? Well, that's nice, Pastor Stephen. Now we have clouds up there, but when's it going to rain? It's only going to rain when those clouds are full. Now, rain does not come down until the moisture has gone up. So, uh, there's an element in the spirit realm of what we could call cloud seeding. Okay? So, what we need to do is that we need to make sure that there's something always going up. Why? We want to fill up the clouds. Fill up the clouds so that they open up and the rain comes down. Now, when you give sacrificially, and there's an element of sacrifice in that, then what can happen is that you can fill up your cloud really quick. While, while some people have been trying to fill it up for 10 years, you can literally fill it up in one day. It's, it's an amazing kingdom secret. This is involved in sacrificial giving. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, Solomon gave in one day 1,000 burnt offerings. And that night, that night, not five years later, that night God answered him. Isn't that amazing? What do you mean, Pastor Stephen? I mean that he literally filled his cloud in one day because of the sacrificial giving. Noah did the same thing, Genesis chapter 8, verses 20 through 22. The ark had just landed, and he comes off of that ark with his family. What's the first thing he does? He makes a very sacrificial offering. You have to understand, there's not that many clean animals, okay? So, uh, you know, it's the moment you start sacrificing, you know, you've only got what's on the ark. So he makes a very sacrificial offering. And because of that, the Lord immediately answers him. He filled this cloud up with one offering. Same thing with Abraham, Genesis chapter 22, verse 11, where he is on Mount Moriah, and he takes his son Isaac, and he's going to offer him as a great sacrifice. And he's ready to bring down the knife. And because he is he is just so sold out on doing that, and in a sense did do it, because it was already done in his heart, that God answered him and spoke to him and established a blessing over his life. So you could say that with that one offering, he completely filled up his cloud. Pastor Stephen, when's it going to rain? When the clouds are full. Now, regular giving is good, but it can take a while to fill up the cloud. But a kingdom secret, when you give sacrificially, and remember, those of you especially that are concluding a 21-day fast. What is a 21-day fast? It's a big sacrifice. <laughs> Woo! It's not easy. As many of you found out, there were days 
that um, you know you have you have low energy. There are days you realize that drinking apple juice gets really really boring, and um, life slows down. And twenty one days maybe feels like two hundred days, but nevertheless. You know, you look and here you are on the final day. And within a few hours, it'll be over with. So fasting is a great sacrifice. And a kingdom secret is that when you're wrapping up an extended time of consecration like that, is to also top it off with a sacrificial seed. And this is something that me and Kelly are going to be doing. And this is something that I would encourage those who've completed the fast to prayerfully consider because it's a kingdom secret. It allows you to... Let me see if I can say it this way. Expedite the process of cloud seeding. Woo! What normally could have taken eight months, you can cloud seed in one day and the whole cloud is filled up. What happens when the clouds filled up? Rain comes down. Wow. Praise God. Now this can be the difference between some who seed for five years or four years and then it finally rains due season and those who realize hey I can fill that cloud a lot faster and you know through these kingdom principles and you can have due season you know like every eight months every six months or you know every 11 months you're just working these principles but these are kingdom covenant secrets I wanted to share that with you today that sacrifice can fill your cloud a whole lot quicker and you literally can fill it in one day with one sacrificial act praise God so that's something to consider that element of sacrifice you I'm telling you you can feel it Woo! praise God if you can't feel it it's not really a sacrifice <laughs> hallelujah glory to God so allow the Holy Spirit to lead you glory to God all right now let's take our Bibles today and go to Isaiah chapter 61 I want to read a really neat verse to you that I believe will bless you okay so let me give you a little bit of the background on this there was a a, a time in my life it was probably about uh, a little over 18 years ago probably about 18 and a half years ago where for months and months this went on for almost a year I kept I kept having unusual things happen in a double portion in other words, if something happened, it would like, and it was something good, it would somehow show up double, or it would happen here, then it would turn right around and happen again, and then I would see like numbers like two two or two 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 two, and it was just everything without me trying to fabricate it or you know look for it. It just stuff just kept coming up double, and and then I had an unusual thing where I had two injuries. I had torn. A pectoralis major muscle in my chest by not warming up properly while doing bench press and then I had also torn a, a uh, one of my biceps in my arms when when doing curls and not uh, you know with heavy weight and not warming up properly again and of course I repented to the Lord the first time I had a, the injury I repented I said Lord I should have I should have warmed up more and I just put a bunch of weight on there and went for it and had an injury a very painful injury and then later when I did the same thing of course on a different muscle group I said Lord I, I did it again I'm so sorry so I had repented before the Lord told him I was sorry and uh, should have you know and it, you know with my background of understanding sports exercise science and all of that definitely should have should have known that but nevertheless it happened so I had a moment where the Lord came and visited me while I was sitting on the couch one day early in the morning praying and heat 
supernatural heat from God and I knew what he was doing he was operating on me came all over my body it came particularly into those two areas into my chest and into my arm and I knew I knew I was healed it, it came in for like it seemed like three minutes just radiating heat uh, not like a normal heat it was like a heavenly heat coming into my body and I knew God had healed me so much that when that encounter lifted I got up and I went to a uh, to a gym and I worked out and you warmed up of course uh, and then just hit the weights and I was totally fine what was torn and what was you know I couldn't do it was just totally I don't know how God did it knitted it back together and reinserted what needed it to be done and it was it was really fine but again it was a double it was a double so I really began to seek the Lord Lord what's up with this double thing what's what does that refer to what does that mean so one day it was a Saturday if I'm correct I had I had some free time in the afternoon and so I thought well Lord I'm just going to I'm just going to seek you and ask you for insight concerning this principle I think I've almost like stumbled into about the double blessing and so I was praying I started praying prayed for an hour and I uh, had, had a good time with the Lord but he didn't say anything prayed two hours and uh, had a wonderful time and but the Lord wasn't saying anything and I got to the place where I, if I'm correct I was at two hours and 57 minutes or two hours and 58 minutes and I, I had to leave at the three hour point I knew that was all the time I had and I'd have to go somewhere and I said to, to the Lord I said Lord I said I've been sitting here hanging out with you for two hours and 58 minutes or 57 minutes however long it was and I said Lord it's been a wonderful time but you haven't said anything to me concerning the double this double work that you do and I felt quickened by the Holy Spirit to take my Bible which was which was sitting on the floor I felt quickened by the Spirit to take my Bible and just open it and let the pages fall randomly and I, I sensed that God would speak through me uh, to, uh, to me through that uh, uh, prophetic act so I took my Bible and I just uh, it was closed and I just kind of laid it down like that and the pages opened where they would and my Bible fell open to where it is right now it was a different Bible at that time but it opened up and verse it fell open to Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 7 which I'd never really studied before I'd studied Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 2 but never really studied in depth verse 7 but verse 7 seemed to like lift up off the page like it was like a hologram it seemed like it was suspended up in the air to the point I couldn't even see anything else around it or anything else like that that's that was a work of the Holy Spirit to give me a rhema word a supernatural word and I looked at it and it said instead of your shame you shall have double honor and instead of confusion they shall rejoice in their portion therefore in their land they shall possess double that's very important everlasting joy shall be theirs Woo! praise God very very interesting so there from the word of God the Lord had revealed to me that he does do a double portion of restoration when something is injured or something is broken or something is sick or diseased God can heal and often when there are these areas of restoration he likes to tag on to it for whatever reason he likes to tag on to it double portion and I believe there are reasons for that I believe he likes to do the double because first of all you have lost something or something was injured or something was damaged or broken therefore you couldn't use it 
or it was taken away from you, and therefore you didn't have access to it. So when it is brought back into your life again, it means you haven't seen that for a while. You haven't been able to uh, engage in that for a while, or you haven't been able to talk to that person. Perhaps if you, if you have a loved one, a family member who has walked away from God and maybe has walked out of your life, well, that's time absent. You haven't been able to have meals together and fellowship together and conversation together. Therefore, when that restoration work is done by the Spirit of the Lord, it's done in a double way. Why? You've got some talking to do. You have some time to make up for. And so the loss is compensated for by the double blessing. Can you shout today and say amen? I feel quickened by the Holy Spirit to talk with you today about opening your heart to receive God's double restoration blessing. Anything that the devil has stolen from your life, God wants it to be brought back with a double portion blessing. Now, the book of Isaiah is fascinating because Isaiah, as a prophet, his prophetic ministry lasted for 50 years. He, he served his ministry served and influenced four kings of Judah. And it does appear that Manasseh, who was a very wicked king, actually killed and had Isaiah put to death by cutting him in half. But of course, at that time, Isaiah was a very old man, and his ministry had already, you know, uh, uh, been very, very effective. And he wrote a book that out of all of the Old Testament books gives us a clearer picture of the Messiah who was to come than any other Old Testament book. So mission was accomplished, purpose was all done, and he gets to go out with the martyr's crown. So he was basically writing these types of things like Isaiah 61 verse 7 in a setting where Israel, or we should say not Israel as a whole, but you know, Israel was split in half. You had Judah down south, and you had the ten tribes up north, and the ten tribes went into captivity, and the, you know, you have Judah and Benjamin, Judah, Simeon, they're just trying to hold out down south, and they had some good kings at times, but still, there was idolatry all throughout the land. There was uh, many, many people that just would not get their lives right and hearts right with God, but Whenever one of these good kings would come in, there would be a time where people would just reawaken to God and to the things of God, and they would throw away their idols, they would get their hearts right with God, and they would come back to the Lord. And when they would come back, there would be that double blessing, where if they had lost their land, there's double restoration. And let me say this, when there is this double that is released, it's double in two ways. Any former glory, any former blessing that you walked in that was lost, when it comes back, it's restored double. But there's also an unusual anointing here for double territory or things to do with land. It wouldn't surprise me one bit that this year you expand and you make acquisition of new property. Somebody needs to write that down and say, I receive that in the name of the Lord. Because earlier in the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, Isaiah 49, we see in verse 19 that this is what the prophet said. 
for your waste and desolate places and the land of your destruction will even now be too small for the inhabitants and those who swallowed you up will be far away the children you will have after you have lost the others will say again in your ears the place is too small for me give me a place where I may dwell Woo, praise the Lord for many of you this is the year that the Lord wants to lift you beyond apartment living and take you into ownership when you actually buy a home or maybe you buy land and you build a home on it and others of you that are watching that are ministers where you uh, you begin to buy property and you begin to expand not go backwards you begin to expand and increase in your ministry so let the Holy Spirit work with your eyes to see prophetically could that be the expansion that God has for me could that be some land that God wants me to buy would the Lord have me consider prayerfully consider buying that building that property okay these are things that you need to be open to because when you really serve the Lord with all of your heart God really begins to bless and often he'll do it in a double measure Woo, praise the Lord Hallelujah. And this could be the expansion where you increase literally twice as much. Praise God. God wants to remove all elements of shame or humiliation that would have been associated with any former type of captivity. Hallelujah. God didn't want his people having any uh, backward looks of thinking you know what we messed up so bad that we have no future no God said look I'm wiping all of that away all of that shame all of that confusion you'll never know that again so come on back to the table and feast with me because I've got blessing prepared for you praise God so God has prepared a table for you he says come and sit and dine praise God and you know this is just a an example of really how good God is Praise the Lord. God wants you to increase more and more, you and your children, and he has, his, he has prosperity for you on his mind. So this is a place where many of his own people are coming back now with a full commitment and saying, Lord, I'm all in. Hallelujah. I'm done with trying to ride the fence of trying to serve you and live for the world, and I'm done with that. Lord, I'm coming in all the way. Praise God. Well, God's got a blessing for you. Praise God. Again, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. See, God has a portion for you that's really good. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double everlasting joy shall be theirs. This is a time of sustained joy. Woo! Praise God. See, when God sets free, God sets you free. And God puts a hedge of protection around your life. And it is a time of joy. Mm -mm. And so many of the sorrows and troubles that are coming up on the earth, that's not your portion. You are exempted because you are a covenant child. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. So stay in the word and you'll find that strength that you need. And God will speak to you. Now, I know that there are other verses in the Bible that very clearly also speak about the double blessing, the double portion of how God likes to restore and give double for your trouble. And Israel was troubled. They were troubled on all sides. They were troubled by the Assyrians. 
and you know they didn't know what to do so is you know Judah is trying to hook up with uh, rebellious ten tribes of Israel and Syria and uh, they're trying to compromise in all directions but anytime they turn to the Lord boom, instant relief praise God and God wants you to turn to him with all of your heart and you'll begin to experience that peace and that rest that supernaturally comes to God's people that are tied into him with the everlasting covenant praise God so let me pray for you right now lift your hands for the double blessing release Heavenly Father I just thank you that your people are moving forcefully into this year because the violent uh, they take it with a, a violence those who are in faith they have that kingdom violence in the spirit not against people but to move in the spirit of bold faith so I thank you Father God that this is a year of great increase and expansion we thank you Father God in the name of Jesus let the double portion be seen let something double even come up this week as a supernatural sign and wonder for your people to laugh and rejoice and delight in so Father we give you praise in the name of Jesus Amen and Amen you know one time I had been meditating on this and I went through the uh, I wasn't even thinking about it I'd been meditating on it earlier and then I was just taking a little break with my mind and letting my mind relax and I went uh, to McDonald's through the drive-through and I ordered uh, a double cheeseburger uh, there, there's like two of them uh, you know and they're, they're real small and so I I paid for my order they handed me you know the little drink the two little cheeseburgers and the french fry because I wasn't that hungry so I wasn't going for a big meal well I got the food and I was driving down the road and I opened up the little cheeseburger uh, there's there's two of them and they called it the double cheeseburger so I, I put it in my mouth I started eating it and I have never had a hamburger taste that good in my life it was you know I've been the Ruth Chris Steakhouse and I've been to all of these places and good steakhouses around the world even but I have never in my life had a hamburger taste that good so the two hamburgers were like supernatural and it was again it was God saying the double double he was allowing me to taste even the double and I've had that happen before uh, where there is supernatural taste and God can do that remember Peter in Acts chapter 10 he was on the the roof and he was he was up there praying and it said he became very hungry that is a supernatural hunger that's just not like hey you know I haven't eaten for a few hours now there's a supernatural hunger and when that supernatural hunger is there he went right into that vision and God said rise kill and do what eat he was you have to understand how hungry he was and that hunger hit me on those two cheeseburgers I've had it I've had other times where I've actually had that supernatural hunger uh, just come to me and it's from the Lord the Lord's doing something see you can taste and see that the Lord is good these are literal things that God can do even supernaturally where you taste it so God's going to do something I wouldn't be surprised if some of you somehow even taste the double glory to God over the next seven days something will happen and you'll experience God's goodness praise the Lord may the double come rushing into your life and may everlasting joy be 
yours. So, Father, bless your people, that double portion and the everlasting joy. And we thank you that your people are anchored in you. No more drifting, no more interest in the sinners and in the ways of the world. Lord, they are anchored in you and in your kingdom business. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Let's get ready to take Holy Communion. And if you're watching today and you're not anchored in Christ, there is no other sure anchor. There is no other sure foundation. And without Christ, calamity, tragedy can strike at any moment. You have no protection. You have no hedge. You have no covenant with God. You're on your own, separated from God, lost in your sins. But if you think, you know, that's, that's an awful place to be, Pastor Stephen. I sure would like to change that right now. This is how you do it. You ask Christ to come into your heart, and you give your life to Him. And if you would like to do that, pray this prayer after me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm in a dangerous place. I'm, I'm a sinner, and my life is not right with you. But I ask you right now to save me, Lord Jesus, Wash all of my sins away. I give my life to you. Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Write my name in your book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me right now. Amen and amen. Praise God. Welcome to the family of God. My friends, let's take communion together. We have the unleavened bread. We have the grape juice. Let's pray over it. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it. We consecrate it. This is now set apart as holy. This is the body and the blood of Christ, our Savior. So, Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus. We thank you for the double portion blessing. Woo! Father, we give you praise. We thank you for a full restoration. Everything lost, including finances. Everything coming back double portion. And great, great joy. Everlasting joy. Father, we thank you. We receive that word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's partake. Praise God. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus with this mighty sin cleansing, sin washing away power. Father, we rejoice in Christ, his great sacrifice, and we, we receive his blood with great thanksgiving now. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's receive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, my friends, I pray that you have a blessed day today. Those of you that are completing your 21-day fast, again, be encouraged. Make sure you go all the way across the finish line. Remember, don't ever let up until you cross that finish line. Woo, praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stay on track and prayerfully consider sowing that sacrificial seed and do some supernatural seed planting cloud seeding hallelujah and watch the rain come down my friends till next time stay blessed bye bye